take? Like seven. Yeah. Yeah. And that's being... Yeah. But yeah. you know, life happens. It's... Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It just all happens the minute that you and I sit down <laughs> to do these intros. That's like when my life kicks in. And I get it, literally get a text just to say that. <laughs> See? Thanks, Sears. The, the, the last one, yeah. Yeah. We try to do it five seconds ago, and then yeah. my phone rings. And... We were way funnier the first few times that no one will ever hear. Yeah. <laughs> we should put all those as excerpts oh. on Patreon. People would be, be like, it. what do they do? Oh, yeah. So it just doesn't come out this perfect every time. Right. Yeah. Almost perfect five or six times oh, in a row. Oh, people thought we mm-hmm. just did these without any practice? Well, that's what I tell Like, everyone. we just yeah. wing it? Yeah. I tell it, everyone, we oh, do one take. Like, we wing it 20 yep. times in a row, and... <laughs> it's not... It's the one not that we bad. get through it's without... The one that we get through without interruptions is the one that goes yeah. out on I the I think air. that interruptions is the biggest part. It definitely you know? is. I mean, yeah. and no offense to anyone, but... You, you know, know, my family won't talk to right. me for like seven straight days, and then the minute I sit down with the microphone, all of a sudden they have questions. Right. It's because I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Oh, <laughs> who's that optional dad that looks so much cooler? <laughs> me? <laughs> Aaron, the optional dad. Um, oh, let's hear about I don't the. Know if that's uh, a compliment or not. Uh, <laughs> As we were saying earlier, that no one would know, uh, you were bringing up the Death Ray Expo and Chad Moppin. I was, yeah. yeah. So. Funny I should ask. It is. It's almost like we talked about it in a previous life. Uh, Five minutes ago. Yeah, I don't. You and I've talked about it a little bit, mm-hmm. but our listeners have no idea mm-hmm. that June 29th, mark your calendars, there's going to be the Death Ray Design and Illustration Expo. It's going to be super. Yeah. And it's like a real actual comic book convention slash art expo. It's going to be super cool. I'm really, really excited yeah. about it. And probably the most important aspect of the show is that you and I, mm-hmm. Aaron, you, me, Aaron, Daniel, me, Aaron. we Hi, Aaron. are going to host not one, but two panels. Ooh, double digits, huh? Yeah. yeah. And we're going to turn them in, if everything goes well, <laughs> to live podcast episodes. I mean, not live at the moment, but you know, like right, a live audience right. release. It'll be a nice bonus for... I think it'll be really Remember, cool, yeah. and it's going to line up with our one-year anniversary <gasps> you of the show. Say. You I've don't known say. you for longer than a year, right. but yeah, one-year <laughs> anniversary show. of the show. They're going to line up with that. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? That's pretty cool. And that's that's what we're doing this summer. Awesome. Yeah. I can't wait. June 29th. I'm going to see you listeners there Yeah. in real life. Um, we'll give out stickers. Yes. I was going to say, say that you heard about this on the podcast, and we'll give you a sticker. Or just walk up and identify. I like how Aaron has conditional love. Like, I'm not. I'm, I'm. If you tell me that you love me, then then I'll give you a sticker. Let me count the ways. One, I heard. You know, to the one person that writes Aaron a love note. I mean, just two sentences. Oh, yes, I'll please. give you a mug. Like whoever shows uh, up, you'll get a mug. Hmm. Maybe. And yeah, nobody. I'm, I'm getting I mean, kind of red face right now. You are. Ooh. This is really interesting. I hope it's Chad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chad, no. Yes, I mean, I love Chad. Don't get me wrong. You can get but... your own prom picture. <laughs> I'll get my own prom uh, So, yeah. <laughs> no parking. <laughs> oh. Back to the task at hand of running this podcast and not straight into the ground. Right? <laughs> so, oh my goodness. T-shirts should be coming in this week. Yeah. Which means to those of you who place pre-orders, those should hit the mail by the end of this week or early next week. Yep. And thank you for your patience. Yeah. So um that's all but that's all coming together. I'm yeah. super excited yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh that being said, I did also put up some more content on Patreon. Mm-hmm. So there's a conversation with in real life Tony Stark, Mr. Daniel Hawkins. <laughs> so that's cool. Yeah. Everyone um, was blown away, by the way, of like the things that he, that he did, makes, yes, it's crazy. I showed like a few a few people the videos. Yeah, and I'm like what? Go check the last episode Heck out. Yeah. Heck yeah! Uh, but those T-shirts are being made by Electro Man. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, yeah. he just he's he, been really cool to work yep. with. He's uh, he he did our stickers too. Yes, which are phenomenal. So super cool. Uh, the other thing that I was going to say is, please go to patreon.com forward slash look what I did. You can support for a dollar a month, and it goes a long way in helping the yeah, show. Thank yeah. you to the new Patreons we added um, just over the last couple weeks, really. Yeah. And we can't thank you enough for how much that helps no. us pull some of this stuff together. Like, even doing the hosting, mm-hmm. the panels for 
the death ratio are like there's equipment and stuff we have to get together to make that work. Mm -hmm. And so this is all things that help kind of keep that going. So we really, really deeply appreciate that. And with that being said, do you want to thank our Patreon? Yes. Thank you. And now I'm going to name you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Allison, Alan, Brian, Catherine, Chad, Cindy, Dela, Deborah, Dryad Gaming Company, Holly, James, Josh, and Megan. Thanks, guys. Thank you. You know, this much. is getting long enough that yep. at some point we're just going to have to be like $5 tier and above or something. We'll get... I don't yep. know what we're going to do. Yeah. I, I hate to do that, but yeah, that's a we're problem. moving that way. It's a problem I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to having. Yeah. Um, but I keep these names written down and in my pocket. I literally look at them on a regular <laughs> basis on the interwebs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So thank you guys so much for doing that. Thank you for Thanks. supporting the show. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode, super important that you go to lookwhatidid.net because we are talking with Sean Sallings, who's a graphic designer, and there is a lot of conversation around visual objects. And so we have photos of basically, I think pretty well every major thing we talk about Mm -hmm. up on the website. Um, But it is some super, super cool stuff. And this is, uh, Sean is a person that designs on a commercial level um, and does work, and you'll hear about it, but he does like big display type things. Mm -hmm. And he does work that you've seen and you just don't think about what goes into that, I think, on the, you know, kind of the back end of that piece of it. And this was a really interesting conversation. It's really an eye-opening experience. And it's cool because Sean is passionate about the Mm -hmm. product that he's putting out there. Like, he's really, really excited about it. It comes through, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, So this is a great episode, but it's definitely... Sometimes sounds like you're hearing the audio to a picture book. So you definitely want to do look what I did.net and and look at the photographs there. That's yeah, it, yeah. it'll definitely help make sense of some things as we go through on this one. And if you've seen our look what I did logo, mm-hmm. the glasses and everything that looks 3D, Sean is the gentleman yep. who did that for yeah. us. He said, Hey, he just sent that over yeah, one day. Look what he did. And we, we mm-hmm. actually we talk about that it's a little nice. bit in this right. episode, but uh yeah. It's he awesome. just sent it over. So mm-hmm. Um, he's been a friend of mine for a really long time and he's been, uh, just a supporter of the show since basically day one. So, yeah. yeah. uh, thanks Sean for coming and doing this with us. It was a ton of fun mm-hmm. and I look forward to seeing more of your future endeavors and, and yeah. Enjoy. We should Where's our vinyl scratch? It's vinyl scratch two. If you want to make a copy of this podcast later, but uh, let's start with who you are and oh, what yes. you do, because I know you. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, Sean Sallings, and I guess a little bit of everything is what I do uh, professionally. I design um, both, like uh, I guess graphic design and three D design. Uh, which I picked up this past year, and that's that's been really enjoyable. Um, I work for an agency called Kerplunk Creative. We're a little over a year old, and we're busy like we're a decade old. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a good problem. To it, have. Is. So. it is. It is. Yeah. It's um. It feels like uh, I don't go to work, which is the goal. So that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw my hat in the ring when Kerplunk opens for interviews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know with what skill. I've released my art out into the world now. I think oh, actually, I'm probably yeah. climbing yeah. the ladder on that It is one. definitely unique. <laughs> that is a... One of a kind. It's a... Thank God. Unparalleled. Mm-hmm. Yes. Unmatched. <laughs> I, I want to see like... Uh, have, you see, have you seen those... Um, it's probably the biggest letdown of 2019. Well... <laughs> Uh, they're like <laughs> artists who have kids and they basically like take their kids drawings and do like a really nice artist rendition yeah. of it. I, I would love to see someone do that with yours. Oh, like I can't, I you mean, can't... A, you meant to say a nicer artist. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. I didn't feel, <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> see, I thought the opposite had happened. You've taken something so nice 
and you've converted it to this. Maybe I should just make a business of that. Yeah. <laughs> For $5, I will make my own interpretation oh, of your drawing. Can your kid draw too good? No one's going to believe it. <laughs> Hire Daniel, he'll draw something for them and it's passable. It's like the person who purposely marks like two questions wrong on a test they cheated on. It's like, mm. yes, can't yeah. be. You got to throw suspicion. Yep. I've never done that, but <laughs> you can imagine if someone would. <laughs> yeah. I really am the worst sure. artist ever. How did, so, but you, I actually, well, I've known you for a really, really long time. Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. It's like, you're, Probably the only person outside of my family who I can say, hey, remember that time 28 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and we remember that yeah. time? Because well, we rode a bus together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. You're my little brother's age, I yeah. think, right? Yep. So you're 33? Yeah, as of uh, like two weeks ago. Yeah, because it's Christmas Day, right? Uh, or Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Belated. Yeah. 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 I sent you a message, I think. You did. You um, did. Yeah, so I've known you for a really long time, mm-hmm. rode the bus together, you played music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, musical family, so it was uh, it was unavoidable, the music thing. Not that I wanted to avoid it, but it was just kind of a, we all grew up with my dad playing music all the time, and so we just transitioned in. But then you've also been doing some kind of graphic design for, yeah, so, I mean, um, over 10 years. Yeah, I... I started, um, I, maybe when I was like 14, I got like Photoshop 5 or something, um, and uh, just started messing around making stuff that I thought was funny, just random, a step above Microsoft Paint. Um, and then uh, I worked for a developer a few years after that, and... Uh, he needed some just like mock-ups of some houses and so he basically just said you're my designer now so it was um it was good but it was also kind of a kind of a i don't know it wasn't ideal because i knew what i needed to do to get by there but i wasn't learning actual graphic design skills and like how like what am i actually needing to do um, and so, uh, a few years later, I, uh, or after like a couple years of that, I, I got a job for a scrapbooking company designing scrapbooking paper, which is just as exciting as it sounds. Um, and it was, it was, it was a good experience because it, I learned actual like production design and, uh, that's it's pretty key when when you are a designer to know the full process because you've got people who will just design something that looks pretty but you can't do anything with it so if you've got the knowledge of the entire process you know to design to how it's going to end up so it makes everyone's lives a little bit easier um so that for a few years and then uh got on at walmart did that about four or five years um designing signs for walmart Again, very exciting. Walk through the store, see some text. Oh, I typed that. Um, and then uh, my director from my Walmart team started the agency that I'm at now. Gotcha. Awesome. Yeah. Didn't you do some stuff for Slim Chickens a long time ago? I feel like I was in your office. So <laughs> you were doing something. Yeah. Good. Oh, that was yeah years ago. I, I think that might have been just like messing around. I I've done some stuff. Uh, I worked at a sign shop for a little bit and did some. Uh, did some stuff for them just because they were, they were kind. So, um, I've at at random just been involved in like every aspect and like little little contributions here and there. Like I did the I designed the signs for Bikes Blues one year, and that was a fun opportunity because I took my dad's motorcycle and put it on like the biggest progressive banner on the main stage with, <laughs> with Flo standing next to it. And, uh, my dad got a kick out of that one. Um, it's, it's when somebody knows you can design, it's just like, Oh, Hey, could you do this? Yeah, I've never I abused so. that. I don't think I've ever. You haven't. Used no, you I bought, no, I totally like, have. <laughs> no. We called you for that work Well, that was thing. that one thing, but you know, that was different. Yeah. And then this one, I reached exactly out. I was like, hey, I want to do this. Yeah. Um, no, I re- like, so this, for anybody listening, 
currently, uh, Sean is the person who actually designed the new kind of 3D logo. And it really, I had been thinking for months, I think maybe you and I had actually talked about it, but mm-hmm. that doing, like, it's a cool idea, but it's very 2D and it, it's not quite as polished as yeah. I wanted it to be ultimately. And uh, so I'd really been thinking about that. Like, it'd be mm-hmm. cool to have like a 3D kind of, you know, and even at an angle a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. what if we changed it some so mm-hmm. it looks less like just a flat thing on a page, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden one day I just get this like, what do you think about this? And I was like, <laughs> all the good things? I think all the good things. Yeah. Like, where did this come from? Um, so, yeah, I was super, super excited about it. That was the like best random day gift I've ever gotten. <laughs> Heck yeah. Daniel sent in a group text. And I was like, whoa, what? Yeah. Who did that? And he told me who. And I was like, well, oh, r- yeah, that's cool. It's, it was really cool. Yeah, Proud it, to have it. Yeah. It was, it's uh, like, like I told Daniel, I've been trying to learn 3D over the past year just because I use it in my job pretty much every day now. And, uh, just any like random things I can do. It's just fun to mess around. Exercise like, that muscle. A little yeah. Bit. Mm-hmm. I think you have an interesting, your thing is a little bit different from some of our other guests where, uh, I think in a lot of cases they get to kind of express creativity mm-hmm. in a pretty broad format. Most of the time, like they produce mm-hmm. a thing and people buy that thing yeah. they make. You are very much on the side of the business where a person's coming to you and saying, hey, I need a sign to mm-hmm. sell this thing. And I'm assuming there's levels of creativity couple, you're offered that. Yeah, but. it's and it's... um. So in, in Walmart, it was very much that. It was like, we'd have meetings, and it's like, this is what this sign needs to say. And then you've got Walmart's rules of it has to be, you know, this font, these colors. But get creative. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so do you think that sometimes they come to you because they know you're going to push the boundary a little bit and therefore they're going to, I think, I think it's, yeah, like they come to us because they know we can innovate. Right. So we can produce something that's eye catching, but also unseen in store before. Right. Cause you know, everybody in format, but enough different that right. it's grabbing attention. Everybody, you know, can come up with like, uh, a, half palette that sits out and has some pretty colors but right but we put we put thought into it like what's going to make people walk over and you know maybe yeah. want to get their picture with you sent it me a photo of a Fortnite bus it looked yeah. like like yeah so that was one that was uh that it was the 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 buyer was like hey we've got this coming down here's kind of what i'm thinking can you guys make it happen and the answer to that's always just yeah um, so we started messing around and it just, it was a long process getting that bus to actually go through, but it, it felt like it just kind of worked the whole, the whole way. Um, and you know, you go through rounds of like, well, let's adjust this. Um, and it's perfectly set up for a, a pallet train because it's just compartments and you just make those like the, the windows and stuff. Um, and it, it's doing displays like that where people will stop and get their picture with it. And more than just like, hey, here's some Fortnite product. It's, yeah, it's not just a box with an image on the side. Yeah, it's kind Do, of an experience. When you design something like that, are you actually designing like the individual panels and how it's all going together? Or do you just say, we're going to make a bus and it looks like this? So um, we, uh, we usually come up with the concept and then work with um, work with different vendors like as far as um like structural and then execution so so you guys don't do that as much not not in-house i mean we do we do most of the creative and then we do the production as far as like production art and right we get it as close as possible and then uh we have the the corrugate manufacturers like actually just produce at mass and uh and you know worry about like shipping and you know pack out and stuff um we do the fun part though so do you think that because you've been on both sides here being in walmart mm-hmm. and the kerplunk mm-hmm. that walmart's more ex- accepting of something that's a little out of their norm I, because I, it's from a different firm you so know, and it's not in-house um i think i think it varies i think walmart's current leadership is actually like very open to just changing the norms mm-hmm. 
like things are getting a little more flexible in the store and opening up a little bit as far as uh like creative expression the buyers are wanting to push the limits um they they know what's trending and they they want to you know jump on it um and then I'm not sure if you guys saw, but Walmart just had a uh, a new commercial for yes. grocery pickups. It's, that thing is amazing. <laughs> it's really good. I want to shop at Walmart all it's the time. It's sort times. of like Ready Player One. Right. You know, but, but done right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I liked Ready Player One. I liked the book. <laughs> they the wrote book a book good. about the, the movie. The movie was good. <laughs> it, I would maybe enjoy the movie had I not read the book first. Yeah, I think the... And that sounds so pretentious. Uh, well... But the book is so 80s nostalgia mm-hmm. that I wonder what the connection would have been to the younger to crowd, like my kids, right? Yeah. Like a 12 year old wouldn't have gotten most of the references. And so mm-hmm. putting in some, like, I think what makes that book work is that it's nostalgic for you and I, and mm-hmm. right? Like for this age group, but you're making a movie now trying to appeal to the moviegoers now yeah and so i can understand trying to change that up and i felt like it kept the heart of the book yeah still pretty well you know like i love the movie i would have loved to seen every or the book and would have loved to seen every one of those mm-hmm. things on screen right mm-hmm. but also spielberg i mean very open was that's like a- i feel really weird just putting myself on screen the whole time <laughs> so that's, that's what i like have lucas direct getting the rights to all that stuff that walmart did like all of those yeah, properties. How did they do I that? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's through money at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a few dollars. Yeah. Just a few. Whatever. They just hired a bunch of people to like spray paint some cars oh, to look like the real thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was a pirated version. <laughs> just go find people who built those cars in their garages <laughs> and be like, we'll give oh. you $5 if you come pay yeah. a Walmart commercial. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the be kinder You lined. get a $100 gift <laughs> card. Commercial. They sweeted it. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see a sweet. <laughs> that's actually oh, happening. Oh, that'd be so hard to do. Just a guy with a crane and like a DeLorean on a string flying oh, it over Walmart. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. But that commercial, I mean, if anything is going to make you yeah. think about doing the pickup was, grocery mm-hmm. thing, it was so good. It and was it, exciting. Yeah. 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 I saw it and I was just like excited and jealous. And it's like, I wish I had come up with that. Mm-hmm. it's perfect the the thing that i find interesting in something like that to, in like the world of design is how that also could have just been one step to the left mm-hmm. and wouldn't have worked yeah right like you could have done it for some reason that commercial works and i think maybe because it's not really focusing on that like mm-hmm. it's telling this other story and just kind of using this thing i don't i mean i guess we can talk about why it does and doesn't work but you do see similar things that try to pull these kind of like pop culture strings Mm -hmm. and they just fall super flat. Like they do not work really well. Yeah. And Walmart's normally pretty guilty of jumping on a trend right at the moment where it's too late. Right. But this has to get through all the corporate. mm -hmm. Mm. But this one, they just, I mean, they're, they're way ahead and yeah. I I think that's some of it too. Mm -hmm. Like when you have, you kind of said it a little bit, like it's designed by committee, right? So Mm -hmm. it's that it's the movie. It's kind of the, a little bit maybe the problem that DC has been having in their movies of it's designed by a committee to try to achieve the largest audience possible. Yeah. Right. And then the Marvel movies have always kind of felt like we have a story to tell. We think this director is going to tell it well. Mm-hmm. Let's let them develop the story. And so every movie has a very like singular thumbprint and yeah. it works because it kind of reaches on that level. And I mm-hmm. think, it's smart of Walmart to like whoever said that and the person, cause that seems like a conversation where someone was like, mm-hmm. what if we just had like every cool car yeah. ever go to the grocery yeah. store? And someone's like, sure, here's the money. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, well, it's, it's a risk. Um, suggesting that because it's like, you could just fail at the execution of it. And then people would just, the internet would be horrible to you. I haven't actually seen they, any internet reviews of it. Has um, it been pretty positive? Yeah, people are people are really receptive to it. I've seen it shared on LinkedIn a few times, so it's it must be really good. You know yeah. what makes that actually a part of what makes that work is that it's not a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, I think if it had been uh, a Super Bowl mm, commercial, mm-hmm. it would have been like it would have just oh lost. well, you just threw a bunch of money at this thing, got mm-hmm. this yeah. stuff, and it it would like in the landscape that it landed, 
it would have felt like a money grab, yeah. right? But yeah. because it randomly comes out at the beginning of January, I wanted to it, watch it all too. Like none of those movies so, are coming out. None of the like mm-hmm. they're all. Well, and, and it was all nostalgic stuff too. It wasn't mm-hmm. like that. Well, yeah. the Ghostbusters thing kind of felt like that was from the yeah. Movie, and they had maybe. like a Lightning McQueen, but it was just like he wasn't a focus. It was like he's yeah. here. Well, and they had Bumblebee, but yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah okay, so I guess it's but, more current, but um, yeah. And the thing is, it's a whole it's Lightning a whole campaign. McQueen. So that that was like here's a sneak peek. So that commercial is their sneak peek at their entire campaign. Oh, um, that's cool. I yeah. th- I think it'll that might be the misstep. I almost it depends would on just be it a depends sneaky. on how they how they do it. Um, I saw one like billboard that was like the DeLorean taking off, and it it didn't feel forced. So I think if they are careful with it, it's gonna be pretty successful. Um, how would you do that? Where we're going, we don't need parking lots. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's at home deli- like in home delivery. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, yeah, done right. You know, uh, I think the the other problem comes in as we talk about design a little bit. Like, oh, this idea worked. Mm-hmm. Let's do it ninety more times yes, until yeah. we beat it into the ground. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. design to me, so the way I kind of so I don't do a whole lot of design work. Obviously, I definitely don't do it on a professional level. But I do a little bit in visuals, uh, just because my job, right? Mm-hmm. Like as far as like um, window displays and stuff like that, and one of my early maxims, I don't know if any actual designer would agree with this, but to me, the idea was that I wanted to create some kind of visual dissonance. So you're used to like a steady stream of something, right? Mm-hmm. Like found footage video or uh, really slick with a, a licensed actor or something. Mm-hmm. And you, when you're trying to grab attention, like if everybody's going right, just turn slightly left, you know? Mm-hmm. And th- that seems like just this foundational idea of like, then just do it a little bit different. If everybody's doing a bunch of mannequins mm-hmm. and lights in a window, then let's just do posters or like a yeah. moving, you know? And that's like, that's what, um, that's the way we kind of think when designing stuff. We also do some, um, some like branding and stuff. We branded a CBD oil recently. And um, we know that like when you're shopping, and you've got just all of these options and everyone's got their own color and you know the one that's going to stand out is going to be the the clean one that's not blasting a bunch of color or a bunch of green in your face it's just simple and clean and so we 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 like to design just like the opposite of what is out there um it's like the cereal box that stands out is the white one that just says flakes on the mm-hmm. side oh or something gosh. like puffed yeah. corn mm-hmm. <laughs> in black letters like yeah. doomsday food yeah like, oh, i know what that one is and yeah then and it's the price yeah that's where research is vital i mean it when you get when, you, when we get a project we we go out to the store or we go out to you know wherever and we take a look at you know where it's going to live what's going to live around it and we take into account like all of that because we know in a store like walmart things can go lost instantly so you've got to you got to think about you know how is this going to be different and we're back ish point yeah 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 we're at the ish point Woo. yeah um wanda the ish wanda an ish <laughs> name wanda oh yeah that's what it was yeah. that was good <laughs> it would have been funny <laughs> if i'd gotten it right um man this like it's one of those things where like you're walking through Walmart or another big box retailer like mm-hmm. Black uh Black Panther Target like Best Buy or Target or something mm-hmm. and a lot of displays are really kind of obviously a box you know it's just like right. a square that holds some movies or whatever the thing is <laughs> they cut a hole in it and mm-hmm. when you see the ones that really attract your attention and are oh, yeah. really cool and I think normally I just look at it and it's like wow, that's really neat. You know, I can't believe that store paid to have this giant Thanos or whatever. Um, it was a Fortnite bus. But not realizing, like, all the creativity mm-hmm. in art that goes into what's happening there and the design. And I'd never even... It... Yeah, there's just so many neat pieces to right, this whole right. thing. doesn't cross your mind until you... Have the conversation. Right, have and a I, conversation. Like, that's what this show mm-hmm. is all about, is discovering the hidden avenues of creativity... Mm-hmm. That we're unaware of, and it, maybe that's not what the show's all about, but that's well, a part of it, you know. It's like just there is art and creativity behind almost everything we touch. I think, mm-hmm. you know, and 
so this this was a really eye-opening one and in my head i kind of think that's a person in a cubicle like pressing some buttons and putting a thing together and like all right and then right. there's the harry potter one or what i always thought is like the harry potter people came up with this the yeah Fortnite people came up that, with this, yeah. or the black panther people you know marvel came up with this but it's not it's someone here like sean's from this area yeah doing these big things, it's just amazing because it's like you look and you see and you're like, what? Like partnering with those companies right. and coming out with how they're going to stand out to mm-hmm. you. But just seeing the artistry and the creativity and the passion, I think yeah. that's the thing that's yeah. still it like so passionately in love with the properties, right? Mm-hmm. And that's coming through in the playfulness of the design and the art of it. Oh, it's just, yeah. it's so yeah. cool. Um, that being said, we're also artists and there's a lot of creativity that goes into this <laughs> podcast. Um, Believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> more so than my artwork. Uh, Which is still un- unavailable online. But. You know, you had a best business plan in this for me. To, like <laughs> you could pay me to do your children's artwork. If it was too good to be true, yeah. your children could If your produce. child is too talented, have yeah. Daniel hire Daniel. Draw it. He's, I'm like the A team of bad art. <laughs> <laughs> the <F-team>. B team. <laughs> B team. D team for Daniel. Um, mm-hmm. But no, absolutely. If you guys will go to lookwhatidid.net, t shirts will be available, like not as pre order, but literally to go in the mail. Booyah. It should be this week. So, while it's hot. There's, that's a great way to support the show that gives you an object in your hands, mm-hmm. a cool conversation starter. It's a really cool logo designed by Chad. So oh, yeah. if you guys want to support Chad, support us, probably more us, <laughs> support the show, that's a great way of doing it. It's a cool gift. It's a re- it really is a cool shirt. It's a shirt that just looks good, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. Um and also while you're at on the website you can go to patreon and Mm -hmm. for literally a dollar a month you can support the show and get access to some extra content as well and we we keep putting new content up there it's bonus additional stuff aaron and i had a conversation a couple weeks ago just kind of chatting about clutter and hobbies and what's going on with us and that's available there Mm -hmm. just something special that we do for people that uh do try to support us in Mm -hmm. that are supporting us yeah that are supporting us um Fine, with money out of their pocket. So they deserve yeah. something in return, right? Well, heck yeah. So uh, that's kind of the transaction. It's like you give us a little bit of money to fund the show, we'll give you a little more content um, because we really appreciate it. And it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. for us to just sit around and talk. Oh, so yeah. uh, uh, that being said, yeah. I think back to Sean Salins, mm-hmm. who is a graphic designer for Kerplunk. Good stuff. You know, how is this going to be different? Kind of like, you know, what you were saying earlier with the signing, like it's making something that stands out and is different in that environment. It's, it's because yeah, there's so much noise and it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, obviously this is the goal, but it is, it sounds cheesy to even say it, it is physically like walking into an Amazon's like website, mm-hmm. right? Like everything is available and you already have to navigate all that. And then to find the thing, I mean, your job is obviously challenging when you think about the fact that there's nothing highlighting that product necessarily for you unless you're an end cap right but if you're in the middle Mm -hmm. of a shelf Mm -hmm. your whole job is to somehow be this one lighthouse in the middle of a long row of other lighthouses you know that draws Mm -hmm. attention that's a tall order for sure definitely um and we uh I think you should package everything as an actual lighthouse with an LED at the top that lights up. Absolutely. I think then I would know that that was the thing I should buy. I think I solved it for you. We did some... No, uh, bat signals. Just do bat signals. Everything will just be a light shining mm-hmm. at your face. And they'll be like, I guess I'll get this cereal box. We did a, we did a sign yes. with lighting recently, actually. Um, it was very subtle light. It was a, a trend pod for Harry Potter. And it was like... I, I haven't watched this movie, so... It was the castle... Um, oh, Hogwarts? Yes. Okay. Um, but uh, I don't know either. Okay, okay. thank you. Hogwarts. Yeah. I have kids. The, uh, the windows. And read the books. We had a little like flickering LEDs oh, that's in them. Cool. And so, you know, you walk past and you see like little hints of light every once in a while. It's, that's really cool. That's actually yeah. neat. So you already used my idea. Yeah. So Good the royalty idea. check will be coming. Right. When, okay. All right. I yep. just want to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was in payment of the 3D drawing of Look What I Did. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, thank God. you, Sean. <laughs> We'd worked that out previously. <laughs> yeah, uh, and we've, we're kind of wanting to apply that same, like, 
something gets lost because we're working on we pitched sorry we pitched uh some beer labels to a company um and it's in talks um but every every beer label we see right now is hand-drawn illustration orange with like an off-white yellowy background they're cool but it's like if everyone's got that same hand-drawn feel then you've got to be the other guy yeah so Mm -hmm. we did like a something like that where Mm -hmm. it's it's just really clean and you put that on a shelf with all these cans with vibrant colors and you're gonna look at that one actually those big like wraparound ones would really like the one that looks sort of like an oil painting yeah the one with like the Mm -hmm. mountain bike Mm-hmm. It, that none of our listeners will ever see, but <laughs> well, they might if they're we're, shopping. We're, we might need a couple of yeah. photos. I was to, I, I was telling my friend that uh, stuff, but I was telling my friend that I was gonna randomly throughout the throughout the night just be like, "Oh, can we see that clip? Do we, do we have a clip of this? <laughs> can you roll the B footage this up yeah. on the video? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the joys of an audio mm-hmm. medium. Right, when talking about creative things. <laughs> yeah. So show us that thing you're working on that nobody. <laughs> so that's why we Secretly, actually have the. Yeah like a photo gallery on the website mm-hmm. because there's like, mm-hmm. you want to be able to see some of this stuff. Yeah. And um, very early on, it became apparent. Like I don't do a good job of describing everything yeah, <laughs> or, so. or drawing I can, it. I can give you guys like a, uh, I can give you a PDF <laughs> of kind of our, you know, what our reference work as of, you know, right now that way, you know, you can kind of see what we've done. Um, so that was one that was, um, the Hogwarts castle. Yeah, this one was kind of just like a... Um, that thing is crazy it's, huge. It, this wasn't actually going to go anywhere. It's for a holiday meeting. Gotcha. Um, but it was, a, it was a fun concept to work on and just building something that you're like, I, this probably won't get you know, mass produced, so let's just have as much fun and make yeah, something as awesome as possible. That's super cool. So in case we don't get a photo of this, it's literally like a seven foot tall a Hogwarts castle stand thing with the flying car next to it. It was really mm-hmm. neat. And a giant Funko Harry Potter. Yeah, and giant, giant, uh, like human-sized Funko <laughs> Harry Potter. That's got to be collectible. Uh, yeah. Do you imagine the shelf that would sit on? Gosh. <laughs> Went to a huge toy fair last year, and you're walking the floor, and you just see this gigantic hulk funko yeah and it's just towering it's it you can see it anywhere on the floor it's mm. um we did this display for black panther and had this awesome waterfall effect just you know just using different different materials um, right to simulate you know it's like flowing water so like these are the the kinds of displays we create just really fun stuff that is, is they're almost interactive without actually being interactive yeah 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 um we got to do uh, a movie takeover it's kind of like the you know you saw the deadpool ones yep. where it's that was the most brilliant idea anyone's ever had was the <laughs> yeah. deadpool takeover we did one uh for venom where we added the the venom eye around the sony properties it was really nice execution um one of my uh co-workers did that one it's a uh, a nice nice touch oh there's the bus the bus yeah the bus is cool um, avengers is huge jeez Louise. yeah that was a towering thanos just just massive it was they didn't put it up in some stores just because it was so it's tall, so, tall. <laughs> so we're gonna have to get some photos of some of this i will i will i'll talk about yeah, it for yeah. a long time at this point yeah um but yeah so we just do uh we do fun stuff i was um I was talking to my mom the other day and I was like, uh, I, I found my job so that I could justify all of the hours I spent playing video games and watching movies. <laughs> like I've got to do something with that knowledge. What can I do? Um, you did kind of find the perfect fit. Yeah. So, I mean, is there like, you really, based on what I've seen and just you talking about it, like you found something that really you're able to put something that you're passionate about video mm-hmm. games and movies and stuff to, to good use. Uh, and you're doing in graphic design, something you seem to have always really enjoyed as mm-hmm. like, for a long time. Um, is that enough creative outlet for you? Or do you still kind of like do 
I, um, personal stuff on the side. Yeah, I, 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 I do like, um, I do my research where I play a ton of video games all the time, and it's just research. Yeah, that's that's all. <laughs> Purely. Um, no, uh, I yeah. I, since I'm learning 3D this last couple year, like last year or so, I when I get home, like we'll just like put a show on and I'll just make something fun in 3D and just learn new things I I don't know yet. Um, so it's it is enough of a creative outlet, but it's also like I want to learn more so that I can be better at that. Right. Like. I mean, do you just like go home and like I? So I assume I'm um, like a photographer or an artist. Like they just kind of pull out their sketchbook or camera mm-hmm. and just kind of doodle or take photos. You yeah. know, right? Yeah. Like you're playing at mm-hmm. it, kind of, and just seeing what yeah. you can do. Like, do you do that for yourself? I, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's it's just um, it's it's relaxing. Even though it's like even I'll even work on stuff from work, but that I don't necessarily have to, it's like, but it's just like, Oh, this might be kind of cool. So I'll just sketch it out. Like, you know, in a program, I, I'm terrible at actually sketching. Uh, so like I, I'm a designer, but just not an artist. (laughs) I, uh, not, not an artist like I am obviously. Right. Right, I, I couldn't draw that. Um, I wouldn't. <laughs> I think you'll have if to you don't them. listen to episodes in order, and this one probably won't be in order, this makes no sense. Needless to say, go back to the photo gallery. Go back to the photo gallery. My art. I'm just so glad it. that we had someone capable enough to capture that image. <laughs> of, thank you, Heather. Yes. Um, yeah, and so it's it also helps having you know Kat, my wife. She's a designer too, and so she's she's working on stuff. She's freelance right now, so she's working on stuff, and so we're both just kind of like designing and have a show on, and it's just like just hanging out, perfecting our trade, and just enjoying it. So um, if you're, I'm sorry, go ahead. no, you're fine. No. If you're if you're out walking around and you get an idea, I mean, what are you carrying with you every day to sort of put? You know, you said um, you don't draw per se or i'll, t- I'll take photos well, like but... if i see if i see something like a really nice product out I'll, I'll take a photo of the packaging or if i see a display where they've innovated in some way i'll take a photo of it and you know archive that for inspiration yeah i'm i'm just really bad about sketching ideas or taking notes so i just snap photos of things mm-hmm. and then i'm bad about remembering why i snapped that photo so i'm looking <laughs> i'm looking for something yeah. funny in it i'm like that's not funny at all where am i mean maybe folder, if you can't yeah. remember why later it wasn't that good of a design it's a good filter actually <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and that's the intention this good or yeah, bad? Yeah. Totally. Mm. if you if you look back at it and you're like i don't remember why this is here so take a picture of your wasn't... thumbs up or thumbs down yeah. right <laughs> it's actually a good idea that's mm-hmm. a good filing like, <laughs> this is good <laughs> i'm gonna make an app where you can that's up a, a photo of thumbs down a photo just so you know why you're no i do take a lot of photos of things because the design is so bad that's always it's that's like a kind of a fun and terrible part of being a designer is you notice everything Mm. um i've got a friend who who notices kerning so he'll see like letters that are spaced just horribly like to where they almost read as different words and so i take photos of that and send it to him all the time (laughs) that's funny do you what's what is more, I guess, exciting for you? Would it be coming and saying, hey, I want the Look What I Did logo 3D and kind of from an angle mm-hmm. and right? Like, mm-hmm. or coming and saying, hey, we're doing a show and we want a logo for it. The show's called Look What I Did. Like, would you rather have a lot of parameters or it's, would you rather have free It It varies. Because um, like, sometimes I'll, I'll feel a lot of pressure. It's like, I, this has to be awesome because... You know, it's such a cool concept that the logo has to match and be as awesome as the concept and I'll overthink it and, you know, go through round and round and round. And so sometimes it's nice to like know exactly what you're doing. Like, okay, this is what, this is the logo they want. This is kind of how they want it. And it it, it just varies product or project to project. Um, so there's more intimidation when you're sitting down at a blank canvas and it's like, okay, I have to come up with... Mm-hmm. That has a little and, bit more of a fear factor to it. Yeah, and it, it's it's hard to explain 
because it's like sometimes you'll just be in that zone and right. just have an idea and you'll jot it down and it works and then you just build off of that and then sometimes just can't um have you ever had the thing where you produce it and they're like that's not what i wanted and it's exactly what they asked for and just not there yeah yeah and it's and what do you do in that scenario flip it 90 degrees horizontally (laughs) rotate it yeah it's that scenario is is tough because it's like well what do I do now? Like, have you ever taken it back and then just re represented it? We and been have, like, here's the updated one. <laughs> we joke all the time about sending back the same email. Like, it's like, here, here it is. Round two. Yeah. Just changing it. Just see what they um, say. It's almost like, it's almost worse to, uh, to have like, there's a, there's a trick I do sometimes where if I'm designing a logo, I'll do like a couple that I really like and then maybe one or two that I'm not so stoked about. So they'll see those and be like, Oh yeah, these are, it, it helps narrow people's decision and be like, well, I like this one. And then, you know, I can go from there, but it's, it backfires when they like the bad one. Oh, and then you have to try and make it good, which I guess is a challenge and a, should be mm. fun, but it's a, and it seems <laughs> to happen more often. Than, yeah. Yeah. So did you go to, like design school or um, what did you take no, to get uh, to this? Just kind of taught myself. It's, it's one of those professions that it's almost equal, like going to design school or not. It depends on, you know, your passion for it and um, how much you actually want to research and learn what you're doing and not just make pretty stuff. And then it's kind of a end of the fire situation where it's like you get a job and you have to keep up. Like when I, when I got on, with Walmart, uh, they used InDesign a whole lot, and I hadn't really opened that program before I started. And so it was like, well, I, I guess I have to learn this tonight. And so you just adapt. And that's, that's what's gotten me through so far. Um, it's like adaptation and then passion. Um, and you just find a project that you like working on, and that'll, that'll drive the the experience. Um, I've tried learning stuff just because I know I want to learn a program, but if you don't have something to produce that you are excited about, it's just going to feel daunting and you don't know what next steps. And you're just like, this is terrible. But if I, that's actually a really good point because mm-hmm. so I have a 3d printer that mm-hmm. I bought just to mess with. Right. And then I ended up kind of designing a game a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and I needed a specific part that I couldn't mm-hmm. buy. And I was like, well, I have a 3D printer. I guess now I can finally use it. And then realized, I don't know <laughs> how to design a part <laughs> because I have the cheapest 3D printer on the market. And it did, like all it has is printing software, not like a CAD program, I think right? I, I might have the same one. So the XYZ DaVinci Jr.? No, mine's the Monoprice Mini V2. Oh, okay. No, um, no, 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 I had no. to rebuild it last weekend, but go ahead. So it... But I found this program, FreeCAD, mm-hmm. right? And it was the best free drawing software I could find. And I can't draw, and I'm not right. Like, and I, but because I knew what my end product needed to be, and it wasn't overly difficult, mm-hmm. I was able to sit there for hours watching YouTube videos and trying over and over to get this yeah. thing to work. And I finally, I mean, I spent, it would take you probably literally less than 10 minutes to do what I did. Right. And it took me probably almost an entire day. But at the end of that day, I had printed a thing I had designed from Mm -hmm. scratch in my head. Right. That like, and just the process of, I need this part that doesn't exist. And now it's a real thing in the real world. That's awesome. Unparalleled. (laughs) But if it hadn't been something I really wanted, I never would have fought my way through that program. It's, it's so funny. Mm. Like that you say that because I hung out at the office uh, like after work, I just stayed there until I drove here. Right. And I, um, I found an old hard drive, like external hard drive the other day at my, like just at home and the enclosure for it was terrible. So I took that apart and I just grabbed the one piece I needed out of it. And today after work, I was like, I should do a case for that to, uh, to print. And so I just designed a case and I'll probably print it when I get home. Um, and it took you less than a whole day. Is that what you're saying? No, <laughs> weeks. 
Oh, really? No. Oh. Um, Dang oh, it. Well, I was feeling really good about simple, myself though. for a second. <laughs> no. Well, so that, I literally made a circle with a lip with letters in it. That's the thing. This is what <laughs> Whoa, I... Whoa. You did what? <laughs> this yeah. is what I do. So if it if it took me a whole day, then I'd have to It'd reevaluate. Really, yeah, what you do. Um, I'm, or lower I'm your hourly, on a hourly rate. Printer, so right. Feel good about it. Uh, well, I mean, all I had to do was like... The thing, my experience with this is, and his is probably different, but for what I was doing, like starting with geometric shapes and then layering those in such a way that you start to build mm -hmm. whatever. So fortunately for me, I was really just doing a circle, but then I needed it to be an indent in that. So then I had mm -hmm. to make a smaller circle and pretty much like push it in, in the, I'm not kidding in this program, like you're pushing like a die almost right like mm -hmm. into, but it's all just graphics but you're pushing this die in and then deleting the space that that took up then pulling that piece back out and then i had to make letters like a stamp all virtually stamp it and then pull those back out right like and you're doing no, that, all of this that virtually. is the process and i found that like a lot of there's one 3d software that i can work with and i've tried others and i just can't i can't do it i'm like no that's not supposed to do that like i found one that just makes sense and so it there's that aspect too it's like I've tried using something other than Photoshop and I just can't do it. And Photoshop makes sense. So it makes it easier. So you, you found the software that you were comfortable with. I mean, doing something. I found in, the free one that I could use. Well, doing, doing <laughs> something in a day is like, that's still, you're starting from scratch to product. Right. I had to rebuild my printer last week because have you ever had the problem where yours loses home access and just goes to the corner and grinds a gear and spews plastic for an no, hour? No, no, mm. no. Oh, wow. I have. It seems like its and own so problem. So I had this giant ball of half-melted plastic <laughs> around the extruder, and so I did the smartest thing I could and tried to rip it off, and it ripped some wires out. And... Oh, yeah. So we talked to a 3D printer early in Jan December, and... Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> We'll see if we can get you free consultation on the. We, <laughs> do you know Daniel Hawkins? Um, yes. Yes, I don't know when this when his episode. Yeah, yeah, out yeah. I know Daniel. Huh? He does. He makes like um, masks and stuff, like yeah. helmets and stuff. It's yeah. in. So we went in his shop, and it's just three D printer, three D printer, three. I mean, just a wall of three yeah. D printers, right? Mm -hmm. It was super cool, mm -hmm. and I'm very excited that I've reconnected with him because yeah. I look. I don't. I really don't do that much 3D printing. I printed some blast gates the other mm -hmm. day for like a dust collection system or whatever, mm -hmm. but um, it definitely helps having a, a, a person that you can just pick up the phone and say, Hey, like I've got mm -hmm. this weird thing and I don't know exactly how to get from this mm -hmm. point to that point, you know, because I think something we talked about in that conversation was, and that I think is interesting is like, there's, you know, half the people in this room on a 3D printer, right? Like mm -hmm. that's a, that's, what maybe does Heather I'm just have trying one to figure out about? who it is. <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, like that's 50% yeah. of the households yep. at the mm -hmm. table have a 3d printer. Have it. We have the ability to fabricate relatively inexpensively, you know, mm -hmm. like Aaron's got a pretty full wood shop. Like oh, I've got awesome. a pretty full wood shop, a little bit of metal mm -hmm. fabrication. Like, um, we can make, we can get something from idea to reality relatively quickly. Mm -hmm. And everybody's got a computer, generally speaking in some format yeah. even if it's just your phone and your phone actually has some design software in it and there's 3d modeling software on your phone and it's in, wow and in, insane and, like so what we were talking about is like the hurdle at this point isn't the ability to 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 actually physically make it it's mm -hmm. the ability to communicate it's all the time like you said it took me a whole day to make this thing mm -hmm. right it took you it would take you to do that same thing probably not even 25 minutes but that's a big learning curve. Like we have more ability than we have mm -hmm. capability. Yeah. So that makes, or, uh, or, you know what I'm saying? Like we have more, maybe the other way around. We have more capability to produce than we have ability to actually communicate what we need produced mm -hmm. for the common person. And so dumbing that software down or something that makes it more accessible. Right. Like, yeah. Right. Um, Make it the Picasso or picnic version of Photoshop. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like for 3d printing. So, SketchUp is, um, yeah, I downloaded it's, that. It's still kind of complicated. I can show you some stuff on that. It's, <laughs> okay. Well, you're hanging it's out very simple. <laughs> Um, and you've got the 3d warehouse. So there's an archive of just thousands of models on online that you can just download and then 
I use Thingiverse all the yeah, time. Yeah, for, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I've printed a few from uh, SketchUp, and they just they print, and it's not like built for print. And I've probably gotten lucky with the ones I've printed, but uh, yeah, just the the capability is there, and the other people make up for when you don't have the capability. Like mm. people just put stuff out there and you know, sometimes you buy models, but it could be exactly what you need. And it's like, yeah, that's worth 10 bucks for that. Right. Um, or even learning to maybe make like a small adjustment to a pre-existing mm-hmm. model might be like a good place to start. Yeah. That being said, like we've talked to a number of people in the past that because it's a hands-on medium apprenticeship type stuff makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, I just described my experience of trying to design a product as a virtual version of what I would do in real, you know, if I had to Mm -hmm. do this thing in real life, I'd really stamp it out or carve it out. And then I'd really stamp the letters into it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so in a lot of ways, like design, digital design has that same element of being a virtual version of a hand crafted product, which puts it in the realm of like an apprenticeship kind of still makes sense again. Mm Is is there an avenue you're aware of outside of school that um I mean it's if you if you teach yourself to a certain point, you can, you know, reach out and just reach out to some agencies and be like, hey, can I, you know sh- job shadow yeah. for a day or you know, something like that, or job shadow for a week or maybe internship or something like that, where it's not full on profession, but it, you're getting some experience, you know. Um, beyond that, I mean, they're like be tough. different, different levels of art school. I know university of Arkansas just majorly up to their design program, right? As cat graduated, um, <laughs> she <laughs> left and they're like, okay, let's put some funding into this. We heard this about the journalism department. The yeah. Other. I think, yeah. Yeah. And the U of A um, is really stepping up their yeah. game. Uh, back to the printers real quick. Um, so I, I printed a, prototype for something at work and i'm really proud of it and then my coworker has a printer that's just leaps and bounds better than mine like he brings in this print and i'm just like i'm printing with crayolas at this point i guess <laughs> rose art yeah it's, i'm just like, well i guess i should throw my printer away because <laughs> well if you're gonna rip all the wires out maybe you know? <laughs> reconsider the feel like you're killing johnny uh, five right it's, uh so if if somebody wanted to get into digital design, mm-hmm. I think the like the cost of entry definitely has gone down since you started. Yeah, it for sure. But what what would be your advice? Like, where would where would where should I start? It's it's tough. It depends on like what you have available at the at, you know at the moment. Um, you know, like you said, everyone's got a computer or a phone. Um, honestly, the iPad Pro is a great tool, and it's getting better. They're about to put full Photoshop on it, which is pretty impressive. There are some free design programs like GIMP that's, you know, the Photoshop equivalent, but freeware. And you can do some powerful stuff with it. And, um, and SketchUp, I think, is free, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can get a free version of it. decent stuff in that? Or... Yeah, um, that's that's where I uh, kind of started 3D. It it got me in kind of the headspace of it, and then I you know when switching over to cinema, it, I wasn't just completely fresh, but I didn't use SketchUp long enough to where I could only speak that language, and it was impossible to translate. But SketchUp's yeah a great one to start with. Do you think that you should learn as many programs as possible because you don't know which one's going to dominate, or should you just become really proficient in one? That's, so that your designs are good. That's a tough one. Like, yes, you should do one. I do. I I work in just several different programs a day and several different styles. I'll do like you know, like vector art, and I'll do like Photoshop work, and I'll do three D all within a given day. And it's like I've I can't determine if it's like is that a good way to go, or do I want to specialize? And I think it just depends on the person it's like do i want to be do i want to blanket all these skills and you know be kind of good at all of them or do i want to own that one thing and be you know the best at that one skill and i don't have an answer to that it it really just depends on on the person and what what path you want to take 
I think I'm comfortable with knowing different, different, uh, avenues just because I like to be able to be involved and contribute on like every aspect right. of it. Even if it's a minor contribution, uh, I just like to, I just like to have my, my hands on different projects, but there is a lot to be said about owning a skill because that's what you do. Uh, so we, we normally, first of all, I want to thank you for the logo yeah. because yeah, yeah. it's amazing. And, uh, and then we actually normally kind of, we have one question that we ask everybody. So I don't know if you're familiar. I feel like you've listened to the show, once or, to the show once or twice. Um, but Aaron's going to ask a question mm-hmm. and, or he's just going to start a sentence mm-hmm. and you just say whatever comes to mind. You don't have to think about it. There's no, no right wrong, or wrong answers. You mm-hmm. just say whatever. Right. Am I, I the best lover you ever had? Oh my Obviously. God. <laughs> well, I feel left out. Um, <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> no. <laughs> Are we still on that same let's, question? Let's, uh, it's not could have should what it dumped, whatever it was. Uh, Mary kill. Uh-huh. Anyway, <laughs> what Mary kill edit? Right. Like yeah, Mary totally kill ruined edit. it. Yeah. All right, let's start over and breathe. <laughs> That's staying in. We're just leaving mm. it. <laughs> Ding. <No. laughs> anyway, I wish I could do everything, live forever, experience everything. There you go. You don't think that you would get? There's no wrong answer. I no, feel like not. I would get bored if I lived forever. Uh, ask the Highlander or yeah. I mean, even he can die. I so, guess Wolverine, but you you think that and there's time distortion and you know eventually a lifetime is a second stuff like that. But mm. also think about we uh, this planet is a few billion years old. We don't know what's at the bottom of the ocean. That's fair. On this fair. one planet out of But don't you feel like I spent a period of time unemployed for a little while, like not even that long, I think eight weeks or something. But literally every day I was like, well, I guess I could just do this tomorrow. I literally almost left the DMV one day because I was like, man, this, I hate waiting. I guess I'll just come back tomorrow. I had nothing else to do. Groundhog day. But but also like like, with that, you have nothing else to do, but you can also starve to death. If you, if you're just going to live forever, you can just, you just go do stuff. Yeah, but I'm saying that some people would never do anything because they could literally always do it tomorrow. Yeah, I would procrastinate and for decades and. But wait what is for a decade in comparison exactly. to a lifetime? But what happens when you procrastinate for a millennium? So it's not so I'm much just saying like, boredom could be a real thing. It could, oh, and it's not so much shoot. going out and doing stuff. It's waiting. It's like I want to live long enough to see what is at the bottom of the ocean. What happens? Like where where are civilization goes or if it goes um (laughs) wouldn't that question hopefully go forever depends on which type of goes like (laughs) goes goes away no one one thing that i think is interesting is i feel like we're the first uh generation who can legitimately question mortality because think about like when our parents were kids they were painting walls with poison and now we're doing like actual bionic arms that can read your brain's, you know, electric electricity right. waves and move. And that's in, you know, our parents' lifetime. So we're probably uh, not yeah. terribly far from regenerating organs. And, you know, if even if it's just like we can prolong life now and then eventually, you know, we can reverse aging. So it's not completely science fiction for us to question mortality and right. i think that that's interesting that i feel like we're the first it's interesting and super scary yeah did you watch altered carbon uh i'm uh, edit this out because i'm gonna sound pretentious but i read the book <laughs> yeah um and i've i watched like the first episode and a half we just there's there are all of the shows yeah and we've watched we watch all of the shows and we just haven't Pick that one back up. I watched it before I started reading the book, which mm. I haven't finished. And uh, I thought it was good. And it definitely... It's an interesting for, idea. Mm-hmm. From a for show sure. standpoint, mm-hmm. did a pretty good job of tackling kind of what you're talking about of like, mm-hmm. um, what would mortality do for like any kind of like 
faith-based or mm-hmm. like mythically yeah. based mm-hmm. culture, right. Mm-hmm. Or person or whatever. Um, what, what does happen there? And that was definitely super interesting that it even yeah, decided like the to go there at all. Handled it. Like it was really cool, but it, I do, I do think it like, it, it made me read some stuff after that. Like what are, like how close are we to being able to like upload my brain to computer? There's a, not super close, but there's a futurist, um, Machu Kaku, Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's, He's got basically like a uh, a theory that traveling will be basically by laser because like you upload your data into this machine and then you just like shoot a laser across and just pop out his little Wally on the other then side. It's like, what is humanity at that point? Like, yeah, if you're just going into a robotic body it's like are you a because if you think about it so much of our so much of it is our experience Mm -hmm. right and if you're taking out the senses as we traditionally know them Mm -hmm. what is the experience of being like at that point you're observing it Mm -hmm. but are you really experiencing it yeah there's a uh a book and it's like a fun sci-fi series it's um it's a we are legion we are bob and it's basically like a guy who um, signs up for this program where they basically freeze his brain when he dies and then wake him up when technology allows. And it's not the documentary of Walt Disney. Oh. Um, <laughs> I was going to say that. Yeah. Thank you. But it's, yeah, basically <laughs> he is, he just self-replicates and becomes like a cloud being just like, or he like, replicates and then that one has his consciousness from you know that point and so um it's it's it does a good job of like handling what might happen separating the humanity when you're just in a hard drive i'll have to check that out look what i did is produced by aaron dotson and daniel quinn sound designed by daniel quinn our digital director is heather Hill.